Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. It's Happy Halloween. Halloween! It's Halloween! Jess is all dressed up, and I'm sort of dressed up. I'm wearing she went a hat. <laughs> I'm wearing I, I'm wearing skull earrings. I'm wearing a skull top. I'm wearing ripped jeans. I'm wearing Halloween socks. So like 90% of your outfit is nothing that you wouldn't wear outside of October. <laughs> well, but <laughs> I know. Let's be honest. Yeah, I was a little bit lazy. But I'm like, I don't know. I don't like putting stuff on my face and then having to wipe it off. I don't know. It's just I'm prissy, I guess. I don't normally do makeup, but for Halloween. <laughs> You're like, you will for Halloween. I definitely will for Halloween. <laughs> it's the best time of the year. Yes. Worth it. Yes. But following our Halloween month tradition, we are covering Halloween 2 today. And this is the classics, not the Not the remakes. Not the remakes. So this one came out in 1981, I want to say. I'm pretty sure. But before we get into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So today, I am drinking... I needed caffeine. I'm sure you needed it more than I did. (laughs) But uh, I'm doing the Republic of Tea High Calf Teas Palmberry Black. It's got black tea, green tea extract, licorice, and natural pomegranate and blueberry flavor. I remember that one tasting very good. Um, I am also drinking High Calf Republic of Teas uh, tea, (laughs) but it is the toasted coconut one. So this one is a bit more straightforward. It's just black tea, green tea extract, licorice, and natural coconut flavor. Does yours have 130 milligrams of caffeine? 140. I should have picked yours. (laughs) I still love these little tins. Though. I know they're, they're so travel friendly. Yeah, I they're, like them a lot. Yeah, convenience. They are. Yeah, I really like them. Anyways, for our tea sippers out there, well, first of all, happy Halloween, tea sippers. Can't say that enough. <laughs> but for the, those tea sippers out there, brew a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. So for the summary of Halloween two. It's literally starts back up from where the previous movie left off. And so they take uh, Laurie Strode to the hospital and Michael Myers goes to the hospital to finish the job. But they actually add a little bit of interesting lore. They actually add that the reason why Michael is trying to come specifically after her is because she is his little sister. If you recall in the previous movie, Michael Myers killed his older sister, so he's trying to... Continue the matricide. Yep, it's it's pretty... I don't know. Or would that be killing your parents? I don't know. No. Parental side? (laughs) I know fratricide is um, murder of a brother. So wouldn't matricide be murder of a sister? Anyways, matter. yeah, let's not go down that rabbit <laughs> nope. hole. That's a dark rabbit hole that I don't know if we can crawl back out of. 
Totally fine. So for for entertainment, I apologize in advance because I did not write as thoroughly of notes as I normally do, which is what we typically do to make sure that the episodes aren't super unfocused. So Jess might be the, the star of the show today. But anyways, so I was reading up on the trivia of this movie and there's a lot of background drama. The first is John Carpenter did not like the director to the point where he aggressively would shoot additional scenes and edit post-production to try and fix what he thought was a ruined movie. In addition to that, at that time, John Carpenter really didn't make much money from Halloween. And so he felt kind of gypped and he felt like he was owed a lot more money. And so he originally did not want a sequel. But because the studio was like, you're going to get more money. He's like, well, I believe I'm owed this money. So I will go ahead and do this movie. And apparently he made the comment that he would go through a pack of beers every night while he was writing the script just to be able to get through it. So if that doesn't set the tone to what this movie is about, but it's like not knowing that background, watching it, you can definitely tell it falls short from the original. Like with the original, there's a a lot of symbolism and a lot of, you know, even though it's a serial killer, it's like Michael Myers is supposed to represent multiple things for suburbia. It's like, it's not just like, you know, darkness could be hiding under, you know, any door that had multiple meanings to it, whether it be like, I know some person thought it represented like puberty and growing up or like losing virginity, but it's like, there's a lot of interpretations. But this movie, because it was directed by someone else, From what I gather from John Carpenter, it doesn't sound like he was trying to have the same intent as he did with the original. He just didn't really have as much passion for this movie. So it's like you really lose the meaning of the movie. It's more just your typical slasher. It's like, yes, Halloween is a typical slasher, but it was more than that. Like it was an artful film and it had a lot of subtext to it. But this one, it's more like you got a slasher film, boom, right there. And it wasn't as scary to me. I mean, there were a few creepy scenes here and there. Like whenever the nurse discovers the doctor and you see Michael Myers like right behind her, that like that creeped me out. But overall, the movie doesn't give you the same amount of fear. But I will say that towards the end, whenever he does find Lori and he's chasing her, they are still very good with the tension. It's that like you, you're you bouncing in your seat being like, what are you doing? I did the exact same thing with Halloween. I did it with this movie. Really, the only thing else that falls short is the music. Me and Jess were talking about it in the beginning of the movie, but it's like they they use the same music from the first movie. However, in the first movie, it's it sounds more like... I guess, piano and like other instruments. But this one, it sounds more synthesized, um, which I mean, it it is technically in the 80s. So maybe they're like, it was a thing. But it doesn't have quite the same 
creepiness and tension building that the the music in the previous movie did. It seems more silly. Yeah. But this was a movie that I watched more often than Halloween 1, uh, mostly because my parents had a copy of this movie and not the original. So I watched this movie quite a few times, and I will say I probably have a, a level of nostalgia glasses. But because it doesn't reach up to the potential of the original, but it still is a fairly decent movie, one that I watch over and over, um, I would give it a 7.5. So out of the movies that I would watch over and over, this would probably be towards the last on the list. But I wouldn't be upset if someone was like, I want to watch this movie. So that's my, my take. So I don't have the nostalgia glasses. Oh no, you're going to rip this one. It's still a decent movie, but it's not the greatest. It definitely falls shorter than the original. The original was amazing and had so much to it to pick apart and to really digest that this one seems a bit just stale. A little bit. Yeah, you can tell there wasn't that passion. Yeah, it's it's not the same. There's not as much enthusiasm for this one. It's it's more just kind of thrown together. You wanted it here, fine, have it kind of thing. And I get that. I do. He he wanted to go a different direction with it, but everyone wanted another Michael Myers movie, and he just he he was mad. <laughs> so I give it a six point five. I would, I tend to watch this one immediately after the first one as more of a continuation. And it's still not, you know, near up to par with the first one, but it's just something to turn on afterwards. And I'm not usually paying as much attention to that one as I do the first one. I'm doing stuff in the kitchen or uh, making crafts or something at that time, usually, because Halloween. Yeah. So it's just one of those kind of background type movies for me. The kills are rather varied, which I appreciate. It's not all the same thing over and over and over. And there's somewhat varied personality representation with the the actors and everything, but it does seem a little a little cliché. For some of it, especially like the the nurse that was late and the paramedic sneaking off, neglecting their duties, <laughs> misusing a hospital equipment <clears throat> so they can have sexy time. Yeah, that's definitely that reminds me of like Friday the 13th. Yes, yes. It gave me a heavy Friday the 13th vibe. Yeah, it really did. So I just it's. We already have so many of those. We don't need another one. And that's another reason why it just kind of fades into the background with me. It's it's the same stuff that we've seen in hundreds of others. That it, We don't need more of it, honestly. There's a lot of the issues that I have are really the realism, but this is nothing new. I just don't understand why a lot of the things weren't really thought through, yeah. to be perfectly honest. The movie doesn't make as much sense as the original. The original, it's understood that he has no reason for what he's doing. 
He's doing it because he likes it, because he can, and because he wants to. Yeah. And nothing is going to get in the way of what he wants to do. But there was no other reason apart from that. Yeah. In this one, they give him a reason, which they don't really set up very well. And then everything else is kind of just thrown in. So some of the comments that they make, which we'll get to in the realism, just make zero sense. <laughs> Especially with the context of everything going on. So, yeah, it's just, it's not as good to me. It's still a good movie. It's just not near as good as the original. If you're going to pick a Halloween tradition movie, I would definitely pick the original over this one. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yep. So. Yeah, especially whenever they were talking about her being his sister, it did really seem thrown together. Because in the previous movie, like, that was never the intention. Mm -hmm. And so they never say it. But there's, like, the doctor knows it. And it's just, like, how does he know it? it so they don't he didn't know it at first. Yeah. The, the lady that was over the rehab center that they were supposed to take him to knew it mm. and she told him like the file was sealed before he was able to talk to him and michael never oh talked. yeah i remember so talking about that. Yeah. yeah so he didn't know that she was a sister but in the original movie there was nothing in that house that we saw that would suggest that they had a very young child like she was two when he was committed yeah, it's just like... It, it just, makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't. So the the older sister that was having sexy time with her boyfriend was supposed to be watching a toddler and her brother? That, no. Watching a toddler is a full-time job. <laughs> they get into everything. Yeah, so it just... It didn't really make no, a lot of sense. It really didn't. And with nothing around the house, no toys, nothing, no uh, room that he passes by or anything with a crib. There's no crying. There's nothing to suggest that he has a younger sibling at all. So it, none of that makes sense. Yep. And the parents were fine. The parents were still alive. They found the boy outside the house with a knife. So there was no reason why, if he did have a younger sibling, why they would give her away. Yeah. That's just me. But anyway, That's all I got for entertainment. For realism. <laughs> so overall, like how they did the blood and injuries, it wasn't too bad. Like it could have been like, I feel like whenever Michael hit the the security officer with the hammer that there since he did it with the pointy end there would be it's the prying end <laughs> the, use it to pry up nails but uh i feel like it wouldn't just be like a thud like there'd be a little bit more of a visual there <laughs> sorry just the pointy end <laughs> it is i'm like god use the pointy end like awful but anyways and then like now you made me lose track of my thought i'm not even sorry <laughs> but there are like <laughs> there are a few moments that are like so unrealistic that's just like laughable first 
the guy that dressed up as Michael, like just so happened to be wearing the exact same thing, but had a trick or treat bag. Like, I know he was drunk, but how unresponsive he was in like, huh? to the to the cops calling out for him when they were holding a gun. Even if you're drunk, you would still see gun and then like be freaking out. And then the fact that he just walked and then he gets hit by the car and then immediately bursts into flame. And then Michael just walking through the glass door that Lori was just banging on, like, really hard trying to get in. But then, like, a few scenes not too far after, he can't get through the wooden door. But then he does. And, and then it's, it's, like... Almost as thin as cardboard. Yeah. It, there's... <laughs> I mean, it's a part of the realism. I guess you could argue some of it's kind of including in the entertainment, but there's some inconsistencies, but then there's also a lot of reactions that are, like, way over the top. Like, the the teenager dressed up as Michael Myers. If I was that teenager, I would be like, oh, I'm going to be creepy. But then as soon as I see a cop pulling out a gun, I'm going to be like, oh, shit just got real. I'm going to freak out and like hold up my hands and crap. Like you're you're not going to keep walking. Just, <laughs> But just, just like things like that all throughout the movie. And then like some of the, the, the kills while creative are a little bit out there. Like the, the nurse that was laying on the table that had the the... IV dripping out her blood. I didn't see any other injuries. I just saw it, her dripping blood. And I'm like, that's not... It would take her so long to die. I don't even know if it's possible. Like, how long would it take you to... It's like, he would be already dead as far as the movie time for her to actually die from loss of blood from that, I would imagine. If he tapped an artery... It the heart actually does the work for you, especially since her arm was facing down. Gravity helps, but they but were showing the flow of it several minutes with a small needle. Now, if he had stabbed her in an artery, that's a completely different story. That's you know anywhere from seconds to a couple of minutes. But it's like they they literally were showing the flow. Mm-hmm. And based off of the flow, it didn't seem to match up. But anyways, as far as realism, ooh, I would give this movie, oh man, I'm I'm kind of floating between a 2 to a 3. So I'll just meet myself in the middle and do a 2.5. So, but that's all I got. So I give it a 2. We're going, we were I take close. no quarter. We were close. I, I give no quarter. And wait, <laughs> this movie is very unrealistic. The the kills themselves, for the most part, like the injuries and all, okay, fine. Those are mostly all right. Some of the sound effects are are bad, but <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, they they could have done better with a couple of those. I also feel like uh, when he had the small almost scalpel-like tool, but it was kind of curved at the end. And he jabs that one nurse in the back and lifts her with one hand with that tool up off the ground. Pretty sure 
all of the skin and muscle and everything would have torn and it would have like ripped out of her back before she would have lifted off the ground. And if she did lift off the ground, it wouldn't have been as much as they were showing. Plus, whenever he stabbed uh, Dr. Loomis with that same tool, there is a lot of blood. There was a ton of blood. Yeah, it's like, what the heck? Where are you stabbing? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but this, this movie, like, Lori gets taken to the hospital, and they have to turn her completely around, which I guess could be realistic depending on the the paramedics but i feel like it's less efficient you want to get her in there as quickly as possible um without you know especially if there are a bunch of people around you want to just get her in there and get gone so for them to spin her all the way around it was really just for effect for the camera so you can see her face as she passes by and everything. So it wasn't really necessary. We know it's her. <laughs> you were yeah. just showing her all the way down the walkway. Yeah. We know. That's a little bit ridiculous. A little bit. But the whole movie is is really dramatic and ridiculous. And then when she gets to the hospital, they're like, we're going to have to type her blood. They take a giant <laughs> syringe of blood. I'm not a medical expert, but I feel like you don't need that much blood to type it. And if you don't know and she's bleeding from an area that looked like the bleeding had already stopped at that point, honestly, then if they have it on hand, they're going to give like a universal donor type blood if they're not entirely sure and she needs it right then. They're not going to take chances and they're just going to give her a universal one. Just saying. It's not like they were super busy either. Yeah. They did have one kid that came in with a razor in his mouth. But other than that, they weren't like, you know, jam-packed, big metropolitan city ER, middle of the night on a full moon and Halloween. So, yeah, you know, they had time. Uh, Paramedic also has time to check on her... On Halloween, most of the time, and I know it's a small town, and they seem apparently not to have that much to do, but generally the paramedics don't have time and don't get to check on the people that they've dropped off at the hospital. There's too much to do. There are so many other calls to have to run on. So, and he doesn't have like a radio or anything on him, so he's just leaving an area where he would know that there's a call to go check on this random girl that he hadn't met to our understanding until that night and then continues to check on her when he's thrown out of the room a few times by the doctor and he's like oddly protective and kind of creepy honestly it's the middle of the night on halloween and you just met back up sir stalker much yeah because didn't you say that he mentioned that a brother went to goes to high school with her or something yeah he did mention in the ambulance that his brother goes to her high school so his brother and Lori are about the same age which the paramedic and her look the same age though he was really young yeah but Whatever. I don't know. It just seemed weird and gave off an odd vibe and seemed out of place. But, you know, whatever. 
They also definitely jumped to conclusions with that trick-or-treater. He was clearly more responsive than actual Michael Myers in any other scene that we had seen Michael in. He was very, you know, he had a purpose. And he was not letting anyone sway him from that purpose. But when they see the trick-or-treater, he's like glancing all around. He's kind of stumbling a little bit here and there. He keeps looking back at the cops and everything while he's trying to cross the street. And he's clearly shorter. So... Yeah, because Michael's a big... Michael's big, big dude. dude. Michael's big dude. So I I didn't really understand why they immediately jumped to, that's him. It's definitely him. Especially Dr. Loomis. Like, he yes. knows what Michael, he's seen Michael for 15 he's, years. He was super trigger happy, too. He was going to try to shoot the dude <laughs> without confirmation that it's him. And even the cops are like, whoa, hold yes. on. <laughs> Which, that, that was realistic. I understand that. And, but the cop... The other cop then running the trick-or-treater over. One, he was going way too fast in a residential street with plenty of people on the sidewalk. Two, he didn't even hit the brakes. <laughs> Not once he didn't did even he try. hit the brakes. He didn't even try to stop the car <laughs> until he rammed into a different van. <laughs> no. Distracted driving much? <laughs> I feel like the cop was drunk. <laughs> there was no stopping, no swerving, nothing. Just ram. And then he he falls out of the vehicle and like crawls away a little bit before getting up. And he's like, he came out of nowhere. Uh, no, sir. You could clearly see with your headlights on that someone was crossing a residential street. And he's walking so slowly. Yeah, he did not no, come out of nowhere. No, there was no way. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you need to be tested. <laughs> also, even if you didn't notice him and hit him, why didn't you attempt to hit the brakes? That's messed up, dude. That's <laughs> just messed up. So, um, no... And then another cop runs up. Sir, sir, they found three bodies. I'm sorry, who is they? Wouldn't you guys find the bodies? You're the cops. It's like, we found you three bodies. You are the sheriff's department. Or there was a reported of three yes! bodies. Or, yeah. That would have been better if there are three bodies reported on this street. We got a call in. No, no, they found the bodies. Who was they? Was it the reporters? Because y'all suck at your jobs if the reporters found it way before anyone was called. And that reminds me of, like, Dr. Loomis talking to the cop, like, yes. right in front of yes. the reporters. No regard for trying to keep information in, you know, close loop or anything. Because, so... Oftentimes with these kinds of situations, you don't want to give too much information to the public because you get the crazies out there that just want their 15 minutes of fame. They call from everywhere saying they saw something on in any shadowy street corner or anything and others that will try to take credit when they did not do anything. The other crazies. So you don't want to give too much information in front of the media and show your entire hand. But they gave everything <laughs> to the media. 
without thinking. Yeah. So it just didn't make much sense. Also, the fact that he was super trigger happy and then spouts off all this information in clear view of reporters and other neighbors in public. They didn't try to sideline him at all. The police didn't say, you know what, you're a super big hindrance to this investigation at this point. You need to sit this out. You're a little too close to this. You're not trained for this. You're not police. You you should not be here at all. Also, I need to see your license for that gun, sir. <laughs> so they didn't try to sideline him or anything or take him out of it. Or, you know, if he really wanted to be in there into everything going on, why not tell him, you know, help us out by keeping an eye on her in the hospital. Yes. Stay at the hospital. They didn't post anyone with her. They didn't have, you know, one of their own at the hospital, like in the room or outside her room. Like they usually post some kind of protective detail or anything. They didn't send anyone up there to check until... He was like, she's the sister? We need to check on her. <laughs> yeah. At least in my mind, in a, a normal circumstance, it's like, if if it was anyone else besides Michael Myers, it would still make sense for Dr. Loomis to follow her mm -hmm. or have a, somebody be there with her. It just, yeah, it just doesn't make sense that well, she wouldn't be protected. And he's a, a psychiatrist, like... She just went through a horrible trauma with a patient that he knows. So why wouldn't he want to stay with her and kind of help her through the tough situation? Or at least kind of try to calm her down and everything and get more information out of her of what happened. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like, I can understand from a movie aspect movie why movie. <laughs> they didn't do that because that would probably slow it down yeah. but it just yeah it's like you just watch dr loomis go through this whole goose chase only to end up at the hospital anyways yeah, yeah. yeah. i know it would have been over a lot sooner if if other people were there that should have been and i know movies got a movie but it it doesn't need to go full stupid that hard just to make the plot go further <laughs> well but if anything you know even whenever they were there they weren't doing that good of a job protecting they were her doing a horrible job and so i feel like it it would be okay for them to have someone there because it's like maybe all of these people are disappearing and then the person watching her is like very unobservant and not noticing and then finally michael is coming after her but then the person, like, he can't do anything to stop it. Like, to me, that that's such a scary thought that the person coming after you cannot be stopped, mm -hmm. even if you have protection. And so I th think that would have been a really cool alternative is to, despite her being protected, he still makes it through. And then she has to do the running sequence. Mm -hmm. And then you could continue it on. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. But that definitely could have been improved. <laughs> especially with a little bit more realism <laughs> so but the a lot of the death scenes in and of themselves apart from you know the nurse being lifted and the other 
doctor lady, I guess, having the IV in her arm and bleeding out with no other signs of any kind of other injury. Um, there like, was she didn't another... even look restrained either. Yeah. <laughs> there was another nurse, the the one that played hooky from her duties, that... <laughs> the bad nurse. <laughs> yes. Michael turned up <clears throat> the heat on the, the hot tub used for therapy to a point of scalding temperature, which... The fact that they even had that on there surprises me, and they didn't have any fail-safes or anything, but it is the 80s, so whatever. He goes to drown her, and one, it takes a very, very short amount of time for him to drown her. Like, drowning takes a bit. It's not generally a fast death. It's usually a fairly slow death, depending on how much they struggle. And she was trying to struggle, for sure. Also, it's scalding water, so I guess it could have taken a little bit shorter amount of time. Oh, it could have scalded like, her throat and her lungs. Have. Have, ooh. It could have. Ouch. But it still felt a little bit short for what it should have been. And while the scalding effects and everything looked pretty decent, his hands were in there too. <laughs> not a red mark. Not a scratch. Nothing. She's got all these like burn marks and like blistering and everything which is fairly accurate and he had not a single mark on either of his hands his hand wasn't even a little bit red not even partially red so no but uh coming back to the the scalding water i wonder if they had it because i was thinking a very similar thing but i also wonder if they have it on the scalding setting so that way they can sanitize the tub because otherwise they would have to completely drain the water go in there with cleaner because it's like you're supposed to i'd imagine since it's the therapy tub you should clean it on a regular basis and so that would be the easiest way to get it cleaned maybe possibly but it they would have to keep it at that really really hot temperature for a much longer amount of time it would probably be faster to empty it, like drain it, and then spray it down with some kind of alcohol or something. Mm, maybe. And yeah. then refill it. Like let it air dry when not in use because then you don't have just standing water, which is gross as well. And then refill it when they're ready to use it yeah. and heat it up. That's fair. But 80s, That's whatever. Long time ago. <laughs> whatever. Very different not, safety standards. Not my job to do that. <laughs> so... <laughs> I also can't understand, she is kind of this way in both movies, Lori is, where she's a little bit slow, I feel like, (laughs) with the uptake. She's crawling out of the car and says, help, in a very low, strained kind of desperate voice, but doesn't actually yell until everyone that could help. is inside the building that she can't get into and can no longer hear her. (laughs) See, me and Jess were disputing this slightly because I don't know a whole lot about this, but I wonder if maybe adrenaline could prevent that or if you're like so traumatized it's hard or maybe it was the the drugs it would be more the drugs and the trauma that would prevent her from being able to i feel like the adrenaline would help her yeah yell out because it's a thing that needs to happen like now and the very next scene 
she's up on her feet and no longer crawling toward the door. Yeah. And is able to yell just fine. Yeah, it's like, to me, it's like, you know, all the way throughout, she's having a lot of trouble moving around because she's hurt, but also she's on these drugs that make her groggy. At least in my mind, I can see her trying to fight those drugs. And then at that point, the adrenaline kicks in even more. And brought, But I totally get what you are saying. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I feel like the drugs maybe had some aspect to that. So, but I don't know. Yes, but I feel like she should still at least be able to yell. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, even if you are groggy, you would still, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> Still be able to yell just fine. Especially in that kind of situation where you kind of need to get someone's attention. So, and she was pulling herself across the parking lot. Like, you can stop moving for two seconds to take a big, deep breath and just scream. You don't even have to yell anything in particular. Just scream to get their attention. They will run over. <laughs> yeah. I also don't understand... In both movies, she does this. She has a weapon, and she uses said weapon. In the first movie, it was a knife. In this movie, it was a gun. <laughs> she fires at Michael and hits him or grazes him or something. There was some blood that poured down his face. So, at the very least, she grazed him. Well, she, she shot him in both of the eyes. You could still see the eyes, though. You could? Yes. Because he was swinging around like he couldn't see. I think that was more the blood getting in his eyes. Hmm. But you could still see his eyes when they showed his face when she, like, first shot. So you're not entirely sure where she got him, to be honest. And at the angle that she was at, it might not have hit anything too important. It might have just been superficial. It's just really hard to tell. There were, like, no bullet holes in the mask that you could really see. But, again, it's, it's hard to tell. But after she shoots, and at the very least grazes him, she then drops the gun at her feet and continues to huddle there, screaming. See, it's like, I don't know if she's worse or Dr. Loomis, because it's like, he had the gun. Oh, they're both. And they're it both took bad. him a while to shoot. They're both bad. And he still chose to, like, try and shoot the body yeah. versus the head. And then well, Lori's like, shoot the head! <laughs> yeah. Which is nice and appreciated, but then she goes and drops the weapon. Yeah. And then she continues to try to, like, open up the gas tanks and all to let gas out into the room. And he's still coming at her, and there's still a gun, a usable gun, at her feet, but she insists on continuing to try to finagle with the gas canisters. Or, you know, go around him and out of the room while he's flailing about and can't see exactly where she is. There's just no common sense here. Well, I wonder, since she is releasing the gas, if she would shoot the gun, if that would then set off the gas. Potentially, but at that time, she had just released it. It wouldn't have filled up the room enough at that point to do anything. There was also no reason for Loomis to explode himself <laughs> along with Michael in that room. Like, if they had grabbed either of the guns that... Because there were two guns. He had one and she had one that she dropped at her feet. Like, if they had taken one of those guns and both gone outside of the room and fired into the room, they probably could have set it off just fine in there. 
Yeah, I feel like that was John Carpenter's like, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> we're done with these movies. He was really trying <laughs> to be like, there's no more. And then later it's still like, just kidding. Yeah. He's back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it took him a while for that point, but still. But yeah, you're right. Back to, to Loomis, when the cop was killed that they arrived there with, when Michael slashes his throat... He stands there pointing the gun, <laughs> but never fires the gun. Michael he could have saved slowly, his life. Michael is slowly walking towards them after killing the cop. And they don't even try to fire off a shot. He just runs with Lori. Like, not even going to attempt it. You had ample time before and after the cop was killed to go up there and shoot him in the head. Because clearly shooting him in the body doesn't do anything. But I give it a two. It's ridiculous and very dramatic and just... It doesn't make sense why people just drop their weapons or don't use them all together. Or Michael either can walk through a door without even, you know, blinking or slowing down like it's a freaking cobweb. And then suddenly can't get through a different door... But then he can. It's like he's rolling. It's like D&D. He's just, he rolled a 20 for that door, that first door. And then he rolled like a five on that other door and just slightly bangs against it <laughs> for effect. And then he rolls another 20 and like punches through it just fine. So make up your mind. Either doors have no effect on him or they do. Yeah. Yeah, this movie is a bit That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's but <laughs> it's like, you know, especially talking about the realism and I guess on the entertainment, it's like, I feel like we're kind of making it sound like it's a really crappy movie. And while it's not a great movie, compared to some of the other slashers, I feel like it's still at least a higher tier, but it's not nearly as good as some of the, the other classics. It could be better, is what yes. we're saying. <laughs> yeah, it's like, especially when you take the original and how far down this one is compared to that, it just... It's like, I don't, it's like, I know that sequels make money, but at the same time, I'm like, haven't we learned from the, these decades of sequels that sequels are rarely better than the original, so we should just stop trying, <laughs> but... But they're not going to because they make money. Yeah. Just, ugh. <laughs> also, for some reason, I don't really taste much coconut in this tea. It almost tastes buttery. <laughs> oh. I don't know why. Buttery. Almost. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. But yeah, it's like, I, I feel like if you really like Halloween, you will probably get some level of enjoyment from this movie. But if you've never seen this movie and you want to keep the classic pristine in your mind, then this is a movie you can skip. For me, at least since I've already seen the movie multiple times, so the damage has been done, <laughs> I would pick this movie. Like if I wanted a regular slasher and I already watched Halloween, this would be my next pick versus other slashers that are like more recent because the like the more recent slashers are just repeating the same formula and at least this is like they were starting the formula so i but the problem is they repeat the formula because it's a formula that works yep yep and they know people will continue to pay out the wazoo to go see the same movie 
repeated over and over because it is a formula that works. Yeah. So, but, so. yep. But anyways, <laughs> thank you guys for joining us today. And please comment on what you guys thought of the movie. If there's any healthcare workers out there that can answer our questions about like why Lori would not be able to scream or the the nurse with the IV with that bleeding out or I'd be really interested how much interested. blood to type Yes that would be yes how much blood do you need to type it Yeah yeah though I mean maybe modern days it, it's been changed a little bit like you I'm don't sure need as has. much but I'm sure but I would still like to know Yes, for sure. Especially for one who hates needles. Yes. How much do you actually need (laughs) to type it? But of course, if you would like to recommend a movie and keep up to date with our content, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and most places that you can listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe and share our content. And this Saturday, we do have our live stream... And we'll be playing Phasmophobia yes! with V for our quarterly yes. session. So we will have our, our guest, our V, on <laughs> our live stream with us 7 p.m. Central Standard Time this Saturday on Twitch and YouTube. So don't forget to join us at that time to watch more shenanigans and swoops. And hopefully a new update. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully it update. has been updated since our previous Phasmophobia live stream. So yes. if nothing else, yeah, it will definitely that. be scarier with that. <laughs> yep. So please join us at that time. And until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye. Bye.